Hey, everybody, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will be discussing everything from pop culture to reality TV to true crime documentary to my life and everything in between that makes you scratch your head and ask yourself, what is this, honey? Hello, my little darling angels. Oh, what a beautiful and blessed occasion. Y'all, honey, we're going to get into some real things because I have drag queen, it girl, a Ridgewood <laughs> queen, honey. Nouveau Rishi is here at the moment, honey. Snip, 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 Happy snip. pride. Happy, Happy pride. pride. As an icon, uh, name is Juicy Sekai Queen. Hey, <laughs> this is, y'all, this is a kiki in the making. Mm-hmm. This has been weeks. I can't remember the first person I heard you on, but I was like, I love you. Yes. It's, it's, it, I, so I first was uh, on Taria's podcast. What else is going on? Shout out to Mother Hello, Taria. Honey. And um, from actually listening to Taria's podcast, I was introduced to such a plethora of amazing Black podcasters. Yes. Stephanie from Mocha Minutes, our yes. girl Zell, uh, Ruha Zell, you know, um, Kendrick, uh, you, of course. So it, it opened um, up this network of just all these amazing people within this space um, who give such great insight on pop culture, politics, um, these TV shows, perspectives. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I feel like we it. all and siblings. I, oh yes, it's so nice because also what mm-hmm. it really shows is that I the the, uh, the diversity, y'all. I've already made a cocktail. Oh my god, that cocktail looks so good. So tell the um listeners who can't see, like, what are what are you making? What's in the drinks, honey? It'll Baby, you're such an amazing drink. host. You guys make <laughs> sure that you follow on Nuvarishi's Instagram so you can see when. Mother is hosting and drag the RuPaul's Drag Race viewings, honey, in Brooklyn and all of these things. Yes, we love seeing people get on a show and make more money than me. <laughs> and just and I just critiquing the audience, you know what I mean? Talking shit. It's like as I'm eating like you. free nuggets, you know what I mean? <laughs> I respect yeah. you, but in that yes. being is, I'm having a tequila lemonade. Oh, you're ready for summer. Oh, honey, I lit. And you know what? I can only have tequila really during the summer. Mm-hmm. because in the winter if I drink for warmth up here in these mountains child I will just be two sideways because right honey it's a mess as you can see I'm already slurring um what's your tequila of choice I think my favorite oh and I know it people probably always say this but I love Casamigos that's like my number one I like Clas Azul like I like the other ones mm-hmm. I just can drink Casamigos straight on the rocks with a lime with nothing shoot it like it's just Casamigos does have a verse agenda I do like that about them um <laughs> and I I love Reposado because I'm a whiskey girl so mm. like I love I think I really love Hornitos rep just like have that with a little lime okay. um so yeah but but tequila is usually not my drink of choice because tequila make me get a little uh he likes the legs up around my oh, neck every yeah, time yeah, he yeah. beats it. <laughs> I'm so flexible. Baby, look, <laughs> I might have to charge the people to see this. <laughs> this is on the Patreon. Right. This, the, yes. Well, so you know, how are you, though, honey? 
Um, I'm good. You know, I have been loving the diversity within our community as far as these podcasters go. And I've been really enjoying getting to know each and every one of you mm-hmm. one by one. And we're just further emphasizing that we are not a monolith. We don't all do the same shit. We don't all have the same opinion. Um, and I, what makes me so excited to have you in the podcast this week is because we're going to get into some things of the things because it's pride month honey mm-hmm. and there is this lovely intersection that both of us get to live mm-hmm. as people of color and people who are also in the lgbtq community and what that means and what pride really means because there's definitely the capitalistic media driven pride right you go you can't go into a target right now without seeing a pride display although maybe Maybe you can, because I heard they was pulling some of these brides displays down, honey. Well, you know what's crazy? This isn't an unpopular opinion. We're already starting. Look at that. What is it? Minute two, and I'm already <laughs> starting my shit, right? Like, I almost, like, clearly I don't, you know, I, I hate that we live in a capitalist regime, and I hate what all of that sometimes does entail. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, I wish sometimes America, specifically America, who like still really act as if we are this wealth capital mm-hmm. we'd be losing a lot of bags over bigotry and racism Seriously. so there's a part of me that'd be like yes bitch, this is exactly how we should be acting put rainbows on that fucking straw <laughs> on that fucking coaster <laughs> on yeah. the shoelaces because it makes no sense why since the beginning of time y'all have chose hatred to stop your bag right it makes no sense so there's a part of me that's just like yes i hate that it Happens only for a month. <laughs> yes, I wish like it could be year round. Time. Yeah, you know, but it's it's there is a part of me. I would be lying if I didn't say that I actually am like, yeah, I wish y'all did more of this shit all the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I y'all think be going out of really your way do... to be hateful. Yeah, and I think people really do get hung up on like the virtue signaling of it all, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not gonna give. It's like, well, Target's not gonna close down if you don't right shop during Pride. Right, I hate to break it to you. Um, because I need to go there for my paper towels, personally. And no shade. <laughs> and no shade. And sometimes some targets be hidden in the food aisle. But the funniest thing about like a lot of these like pride sort of memorabilia, whatever you want to call it, I'll call it memorabilia, is and I use that word is because the real girls, the the dolls, we not wear no fucking uh dolphin with a rainbow t-shirt. Thank you. <laughs> Like, like I'm always just like y'all be going up for like these outfits that are literally made for technically y'all exactly not, not not us because if you really were prideful you would have gone Zara together you know Thank what I'm saying you. like you would have really had me looking really cute at a mango <laughs> I was they never would've... checking for a, a Walmart I was never checking for a straw bridges and then you want to pick it places I ain't never seen before would never walk past. Oh my god! No, it's literally it's definitely for your relatives to wear when you come around at Thanksgiving. Exactly, exactly. that's what it's so, for. Yeah, I think people lose sight of that. Um, I think people lose sight of the fact that like the capitalistic nature of our country does benefit certain people. So why not let it benefit you during this month if you are someone who identifies as LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and if you don't want to shop at Target, that's great. But also, I think. I would love to hear more about like your journey as an LGBTQ person who is black and mm-hmm. what actually having pride means to you. Let's see, you know, 
It's interesting because like it's almost like I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for you, but I've always felt like in this skin, I never felt like there was a, a an epiphany, a, you know, a, a moment where I woke up and I always just felt um, I was born this way. Shout out to Stefani. Yeah, and um, so it's interesting. I, I I've always felt in this skin and comfortable in this skin. Um, and for me, pride is just a celebration of self. You know, as broad as that is, I just, it's almost like every year for my New Year's resolution, I always say I just want to be happy. Because I never know what happiness entails, where, whether that be in a relationship or with a new task or in a job. Um, and for me, pride truly is just, I always just want to be able to celebrate myself in a world that kind of tears us down and that kind of does tear us down. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, the irony in pride is that you'd be surprised how concentrated a lot of some of those negativity is within the community, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, like, pride is just always just discovering all the amazing things about myself, uplifting myself. I'm here for a reason. I'm worth it. I'm worthy. Um, you know, that at the core of it is really important to me. Um, also, you know, it's an interesting journey, too, Um when we talk about pride and just queerness, because I just, I feel like the Black queer trajectory is a very specific kind of like experience, you know? Yeah. And it's definitely one that can be isolating, especially in my experience is feeling like, okay, well, I don't really fit into either of these communities exactly. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the the most popular images that we see when we think about like gay Americans is Fire Island, like, you know, doing that vibe, which is not really that diverse. I hate to say it to everyone who might be pissed about that. Mm -hmm. um, it's a specific crowd. And, you know, the measure of like beauty and like, you know, dating and trying to figure out, because um, I went to a, my university that I went to was 90% white students, five black percent black and five percent other mm. it was like very 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 white and mm. you know trying to figure out those dynamics you know i think it's very interesting and i don't know if we explore that in the media we see that even in these shows that we talk about because like even let's talk about summer house martha's vineyard and preston mm -hmm. he is queer black and alone there by his damn self. Like, it's like this representation is great, but is it for a quota? Is it for, you know, it's like we're already giving this, this Black show, like, okay, we have to have somebody gay up here because, you know, people be gay. People be gaying. And, you know, I, I'm i one of those people, hold on one second, is do you hear my honey Dijon playing in the background? <laughs> do I? Honey, no, don't. I don't. I don't. But if you if you hear DJ, her DJ Black, uh, Black <laughs> icon, trans icon, Miss Honey Zijan. Yes, of course, I had to play her um, while we were just uh, chatting. But um, just as a little ambiance. Um, but don't I, sue us, girl. Don't sue us, honey. I know. She, listen, got that uh, that card of money. <laughs> um, no, but I think I'm one of those people that if you're not going to do it right, then I don't give a fuck, right? Mm. Um, I'm so glad you say uh, meeting a quota because I just kind of feel like, especially when you look at like 
as we tie it together with pop culture and things like Bravo, for example, we love Bravo TV so much. It's like, if you're going to have, let's say a black housewife, I need her to be on that show, be respected, obviously. Yes. But just be showcased in a way that is is respectful, authentic. And if you're not going to do that, you're not doing me no favors. Right. And so there's a part of me that was a little disappointed, I would say, not obviously in Preston, um, but more so like, don't have this queer person on this show. And then, and now we haven't seen the rest of the season, so we don't right, know. That's true. But don't just have them here just to be here and a kiki on the side. Unless we're, I want to see a dating life. I want to see, I right. want to see him get messy. I want to see some, some fucking, you know, rush bottles near the nightstand. Honey. Um, <laughs> I had to fucking see Silas over there, you know, wow. clapping his ass, you know. And they're just um, so annoying. Let's just be honest. We're just, we're that. just, we're just getting right into summers, you know, uh, Martha's Vineyard. Um, I, you know, we have to get out of the, and I'm someone that is a victim of, uh, you know, I've done this a lot too, where like I judge a show by its first season if you don't yeah. come out with a bang. But obviously, uh, like a Nini Leaks didn't become a Nini Leaks. No, actually, and Lanithia was coming out. The, she just uh, listen, but pre no job and post no job. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You know, but, she um, definitely came to play. And they are as well. They they definitely are coming to play. But like, you know, having... You know what I mean? Like, we want to, we have to let um people fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, as New Yorkers, I mean, it's, it's almost like we, one of the things I hate about the sort of dating culture is that if they don't, check every box within the first 30 minutes you don't pay them any mind it's like no you have yeah. to literally like i have my cat i have my cat that you know i've had her since you know she was she's like nine now she just started being nice to me you know what i mean like it <laughs> takes time you know normally she act like i'm you know like like her name me least. human right right she's she acting <laughs> like i'm a like i'm one of her tenants but like you have to fall in love with these characters and i just feel like you know I am a little frustrated with some of the sort of representation. I know I'm all over the place. We were just talking about Preston, but specifically with Preston, it's just like, I I really hope the show isn't doing all this black excellence and all this um, elevating black blackness and sort of muting his story or, you know, mm-hmm. putting it off to the side. Cause that's not celebrating blackness. Cause what, because what's, for you and I, because you know we're only eighteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, we young. didn't we we didn't grow up with the Prestons on TV. Yeah, no. so you know, and there were shows that were out, but like we had Karamo we probably... then and now. That's all we I have. know, <laughs> and there hasn't been much of an evolution. But you know, <laughs> we can count. On, yeah, we can count on one hand probably like people that we've seen on TV yeah. and things like that. And you know, I just kind of would you know I. Here's this like black, I think a lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And who went to HBC, if I'm not mistaken, who pledged, you know, my family comes from HBCs. My family is, you know, is that divine nine and 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 a Greek life was very important to them. Having Delta emblems all over my grandmother. So I'm like, I think that there's so much rich history, obviously. Yeah. That it would be a disservice if you're not sort of showcasing his queerness. And it's totality. And it's totality or or don't make him a 
Samantha Jones. We'll get to that too, I'm sure, in our conversation. Funny. Don't don't make him a jester. That was the whole point of why Derek J and Lawrence were upset on the show. Is that like you're supposed to be really highlighting the girls in Atlanta who be really the style innovators and the you know the visionaries, and you over there are like zooming in on their shoes with little laughing tracks because they're men that wear heels. Like I don't want that either. You know. Yeah, and I think when it comes to Preston, it's he's he's been giving like the Iyanla of the group, where he's always like, okay, let's make this better, or let me be the voice of reason, or let me come in here and make peace, and it's like. Everybody else has been asked about who they're interested in and like who they're attracted to, even the dude who has a girlfriend, you know? I know. And it's just, I know that feeling of being like, well, like, no one's going to be interested in me. And it's not because I'm not fine. It's because there's literally no one here mm -hmm. for me to date. <laughs> and it's also just like, it was my frustration, some with Ebony when she was on Housewives, which is, I sometimes just want to exist. That's why I said Pride TV is just celebrating mm -hmm. myself. And it's like, yeah, when you, you start to pick, because I would say this is crazy. Part of like, let's say, look at Pride. And I look at when I was growing up, how no one asked me about who I was talking to. I never was asked about right. my love life. And then you start to pick up on how like your cousins get talked about their little like ancient girlfriends or boyfriends. And, you know, you realize that the, the microphone gets passed over you know, mm -hmm. over you and, you, you know, those little things that people don't even realize, you know, it does become impactful. Um, and there is such a stark contrast between like all everyone around him sort of just oversharing. And then we don't know nothing about him. Yeah. And and so that is such a kind of picture into queer representation in the media, specifically with us folk. Um, because it's very niche. Like, it's always, like, one per, especially in, like, the mainstream stuff, because obviously, like, there is going to be the fucking ghetto-ass representation, like, bad boys, whatever, all this shit, and they're just messy. And that there's a place for that, and Zeus can be whatever it's going to do. But see, that frustrates me, because it's, like, also, I'm one of those people that cannot stand, and I'm not trying to be bougie, like, one of my goddesses, Jennifer Williams, um, but... I, I'm perfectly fine with, I hate that sort of like, and I'm sure you've heard of this so many times. Well, they get to act like that on this show. So why, why would you want to act like that? Right. You know, no, exactly. I have no, I have no desire. So there's a part of me with the Zeus stuff that bothers me too. Okay. So let's look at it through the lenses of young icons, right? Like we didn't grow up seeing like men that look like us. Like there's a whole show that centered around from what you're selling us, like a black man, and he's the object of mm -hmm. a, you, what are you, what are you, how, what, what are you looking for? Like he's the main attraction and people are vying for him. That has never happened. I've never seen the black gay person be, um, we were talking about the Bobby Light shows or, you know, these type of things where yeah. there, there are a bunch of men that want to be with him, not the white gay boy, not the pan Latin boy. Right. You know, they want to yeah. be, they, you know, so and you make a mockery of it. Yeah. That like that that like that bothers me. And it like, should. It's a joke for me to be in love. It's a joke for me to be in love. Right. And so we never get that real, honest representation because also even within the Bobby Lights show, they're all acting, y'all. Like all the acting only fans is, uh, check wasn't clearing 
for everybody. And so, you know, they needed to come and get some residual coins. <laughs> some residual coins. And it's just, it's, I, I hated the way people were like going after that show. Cause I was like, that's so corny. Like, like even like Bobby is deserving of love. Like it, wh- yeah. why, like it, it, I just hate that so much because it's such a complete opposite for my counterparts. When I used to think of like Oprah having Nate Ferkus on, and I remember when his, I think his first husband had passed from tsunami incident or just, or even like the, the Neil Pat. I remember seeing an interview with Neil Patrick when he was just first got married, and I think just started adopting. There's always been this sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, modern family, like things like that. You know what I mean? Like their love lives aren't made a mockery of, and it becomes a cute storyline and the adopted kid and all that fun stuff. So it's just like I see some like cute ass like black men like trying to like you know love on each other and then we have to make it like a fucking joke i hate that shit it's just it's just corny and it's just lazy yes it's not very it's frightful tired and food okay it's tired you know but going back to you know representation and martha's menu i will say though like overall i feel like i don't want this show to be on some jack and jill shit Mm. I fully want this show to be like keg stands <laughs> and it's not and good be. food and it's not going to be and I just I I feel like that's what I'm nervous about because it's already I think we've talked about it and our uh, lovely network of like friends have talked about it it's that same shit about that fucking like like excellence and this and this yeah. and this and I was like I'm at a summer I'm literally at a house in Martha's Vineyard the way I'd be sucking on some like bronze and Honey, like fucking and the thing is it's like the black excellence comes into play with me getting up with all this body and existing that is excellent excellence is you upstate <laughs> letting the girls have it i know oh you've walking past some like guns for trump shit and you'd be like yeah 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 <laughs> you know what's yeah. so funny we usually i'm driving by the ban assault rifles rally like it's very very it's sometimes too woke like it's like you know this one girl, mm-hmm. child, I'm not going to put her name out here because her daddy is very, is famous. And there's a lot of musicians like from the 60s and 70s. I used to talk to someone who lived in Socrates and it was just a very like, yeah, like it was a lot of musicians and, and nice, you know, really big houses and, you know. And a lot of delusional people who think mm-hmm. that they, you know, have lived this like, oh, but I grew up in the woods. It's like, girl, you grew up in a million dollar house mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. servants. <laughs> and land. You yeah, know, like, land is so hard to come by. But, you know, my country as growing up in North Carolina, it's like I, I will never forget the first day we we came to this house and looked and he was like, I think I want to buy this house. And I was like, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah, eat it. So I understand when Preston means like we don't have to. And one thing that I feel like why Jasmine and Silas are not really landing with the audience is because Jasmine has such a um an MO like she has such a very clear motivation about producing this show and like okay these are the bullet points this is what this show is about and it's like you can keep that in mind without reiterating it every single day and like just, yeah but she's also like a little misplaced because it's she's saying it at the weirdest times it's fucking like 9 p.m it's last right? fall <laughs> And like you, you know, the kitchen closes at nine thirty. So order your fucking chicken fingers, and you want to have these like sit down conversations that are like 
very like say say something powerful and that's what Jordan was looking at like yeah, what are we have doing? an unprompted conversation yeah and, you know that is very very interesting because I think that it doesn't have to be keg stands puking falling out but come on let's get loose let's play and like we'll see and also as far as the LGBTQ representation within the show I have a right mind to think that that Jasmine her friend who used to be her roommate with the green eyes, he might be in the community. He might have a foot or a toe in the community. Just a pinky finger. Just a little pinky finger. He might have a whole foot. Okay. That's just I like a little, I like a little, I like a little pinky. Like a yeah. little foot player. <laughs> so I yeah, I think I think, yeah. I, you know what's funny when they were doing that, um, like, oh, I have this secret, this reveal. I was like, oh. Me one too. Of the, one of the girls. I thought, oh, Nick is going to say he's pansexual. Right. Right. That's what it's right, gonna be. Right. Now he has a girlfriend because now I'm ready for his girlfriend to come on the trip and show out. I'm oh, ready I for thought... her to act a fool on Twitter. I'm ready for her to do something because let me tell you something. I am a very open-minded person and like me and my man might tag team somebody real quick. Like, you know, we might do some things, but there's no way in God's hell that you're going to go onto national television, mm -hmm. brag about all the DMs you're sending random bitches. Okay? Now, I would love to see Preston in some mess like that. Oh, I've been DMing with this dude who lives out here in the summer. Da, 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 da. We're going to meet up. Or I'm like, I'm on Grinder. I would love to hear that little sound in the background, like just picked up by the mic. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like jacked. Yeah, oh, yeah you, probably you, jacked. You done found somebody on jacked in all caps. Honey. At the, you know what? It's like ugh. those were the days, y'all. Let me tell y'all. Back in my day, when I used to be a old pimp, I'll say I was I was pimping. Let me just say that my mom might be listening to this. I Jack know you're the one that I knew, honey. I'm about to get taken over, taken down yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Listen, I am about to be flipped like a hamburger patty, grilled, pressed down, <laughs> sizzled, and by taken someone over. with by someone with a faceless. Uh, photo all caps. He might show up with the ski mask on. He might show up with a ski mask because he doesn't want me to see him in the street when he with his baby and his and his wife. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my god. Which is but, a whole other thing. Like, have you ever like mm -hmm. just dealing with black men specifically in Mike's and not honestly just black men? Because when I moved to New York, I think growing up in North Carolina, I really was only really dealing with black men. Mm -hmm. It was either black men or white men. Then I moved to the city and it was like, there's all kinds of men here. Yeah. So the download thing became less associated with my experiences with black men. But I just, me, my first thing is like, okay, I have dealt with so many DL men mm -hmm. in my community. Mm -hmm. On Jack, all caps. Mm -hmm. J-A-C-K apostrophe D. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's one of those things where like, I sometimes hate when... I'm going to try to condense this combo, but this is a safe space. I sometimes hate when like, you'll see on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen it, where like some like good looking black dude or whatever conventionally attractive black dudes with like a white man, for example. And then it's this whole conversation spearheaded by like black men that are like, look, this black dude and a white dude, but he, you know, he basic, but he, you know, and mm -hmm. it, I'm about I to marry was... a white dude. So I've heard that. Oh, honey, uh, but you New know charge. what though? But, but you know what? That's an, I, I remember Ray Sonny was saying this, and I've always felt this way though too. I hate that, like, for some reason, when we do something that's 
maybe just not like unsavory as uh heather from uh Salt Lake City says, and savory, we lose our black card. I don't understand why that happens to us. It's just, it's a very annoying thing. I've seen it happen in so many, not just even specific to queer black people, but like women. It's just like, yeah. all of a sudden you do something unfavorable and, and your blackness is in question. But for me, first of all, I lost my virginity to a nigga. Second of all, I will say though, when we were talking about like the presence on TV, I've never seen, you know, any type of black love right in that way black queer love that wasn't a mockery you know and like i said the only relationships that i've seen that were cultivated and celebrated were you know like even like white lesbians or just yeah. like gay men um and i say that whole like twitter analogy of like when you see these conversations and they usually rag on like the black dude with the white guy i was like let's have a real authentic conversation about representation some of us come from different communities. A lot of us have to learn how to love each other, love ourselves and then love each other. Mm -hmm. How sometimes the, the the gay world, it's almost like subconsciously shitting on us, you know? Mm -hmm. I look at like it's Drag Race, for example, great example, but I would never be on that show. You have this gay black man, probably the most famous gay black man in the, the in the world yeah that's and it's his loop. face right his face and his name in front of everything and for a good even up to this day makes a mockery of ballroom culture and gay black culture. you know what i mean yeah. like makes a mockery of it like to the point where it's obnoxious how little respect it's it's mind-boggling to me how not a single ballroom person has been asked to be even like just a cameo on that show and that also speaks to you know, a lot of people deal with internalized racism, internalized homophobia, mm -hmm. you know, all of these things. And I feel like when I was growing up, I felt the most resistance about my homosexuality from Black people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so people would see me in these spaces. I was in the theater, I was mm -hmm. in music, whatever. And it's, first of all, those spaces are predominantly white, period. Like, Mm -hmm. I was the only black kid at the Shakespeare recitation contest in seventh mm. grade. You know what I mean? Bless you. And mm. um, so then there's this idea, okay, well, you want to be white and you want to do this and you want to do that. And so I think for a lot of people, they see the man that I'm, that I'm marrying and they're like, well, of course he's white, he's this. And it's like, but I have been with less white men than, and this is not just telling all my business, <laughs> but mm. like than any of the other races that are represented on my roster but see i hate that like because i remember sal saying the same thing and the thing that i hate is that like that when it, this is what i was saying with the whole black card thing there's a very specific thing um i can't speak to any other kind of you know of color but like i hate that shit because like i've seen mad white men have a very particular type and they don't have to explain themselves i'm sure that your um husband um is maybe not getting some of the sort of energy that you may get for being with him hell the way no that, no it doesn't and it doesn't affect his so his social standing i think i look at the kardashians even though people we have to have an honest conversation about they have a different um i will say they have a different um relationship to blackness that it's kind of mm -hmm. unique and nuanced especially when you look mm -hmm. at like i don't even want to go down it but you look at someone like kim you know but 
well, and how like, they were raised in LA and that whole like fake life, fake, you know, and the hanging out with the Jacksons and like being in yes, this exactly. world where you think mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. all about black culture, but it's like you're hanging out with the richest, most affluent mm-hmm. people in the entire world. In the entire world. <laughs> I mean, like your father, your father is famous for, um, you know, being of aid to probably the biggest trial in history. Mm-hmm. And that was really centered around how OJ almost had privilege of a white man you know that's how that that trial was exactly and blackness was and blackness was performative that's what they're making fun of on snl but you know you look at obviously the kardashians were like even with all the black kids and and the fact that kim does actually there's not a lot of white girls can say this kim does actually have a lot of black girlfriends she does. They may be rich, they may be wealthy, but she be hanging and with like niggas. no shade. Kim is an Armenian. She is Middle Eastern. Y'all, y'all, pe- people want to take that away from her. She is a she is a mixed race woman, and she did not look like her counterparts in Beverly Hills. I'm she sure. didn't like, and people got to stop doing that because it's like, be them on September the 11th, 2001. That, but it also, you know, even even that, it's their proximity to blackness has never affected their whiteness, meaning. I'm sure Kim's largest fan base, if you're looking at demographics of people that buy Kylie's products and everything, are still going to be white women, you know, despite even, you know, everything else. But it's, 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 I think what's interesting about specific to um, queer blackness is how unfortunately we have to sort of struggle with the status quo, which is just our counterpart and then our sort of internal. So that means like our family, our friends, and, Mm And not necessarily having a reference point. I feel like I'm so big on community for that reason. Yeah. Because it's like, I didn't have anything to forecast this, you know, this path. And it's not until like my late adult life that I'm first seeing like, oh, wow, there's, we got like a a RuPaul, we got a styling Hollywood. The first time I saw two black men within the fashion and and creative sphere and they have a, a child, like... All that stuff, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting to see how it can evolve and be better. Because I want to say that there was this big diversity push a few years ago, um, which honestly I owe a little bit to my little butt in Korea. Um, but now I could even just see it in the kind of stuff, like the kind of work that I'm doing. It's kind of going back to the like, oh, well, there's just one of us there. Mm-hmm. And it's the most exceptional you have. I mean, I can't tell you. <laughs> I just worked on a TV show last fall. And if God is willing, it'll come out soon. For God's sake. I cannot sake. wait. We have to have a watch party. Yes, we have to do all the things, my darling. Mm-hmm. Um, and just feeling that. And I loved this process. It was so fun. It was supposed to be a small little thing. and ended up growing to a much bigger thing. So I'm very mm-hmm. grateful. But it felt like this weight of like, okay, this is like the queer person of color in this show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure that we like highlight all these things and focus on as opposed to just like the next bitch who just gets to come in and, you know, like fill their oats and like do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I watch things and, and you know what, that is not singular to like entertainment biz. I'm sure people are like, they go to their law firm and they're like, Oh, wow. It's just me. And now I feel like even if it's perceived that way and it's not actually that way, I feel like now I have such a responsibility to everybody who like didn't get to do this. Um, I'm so I'm on the fence with that kind of shit because then on one, I hate that 
that becomes I just again our counterpart doesn't have to struggle with that right like you, they and, just get to walk in and fill their oats <laughs> and they fill their oats and 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 ugh, it's so annoying it's it, if you even want to tie it to like bravo it's like i can't stand when some of these franchises be talking about like respectability for that reason it was like i don't think at one moment Teresa was like this is hurting right all of my sicilian bitches like right. this is she don't give a fuck she don't give fuck so you know that's why i said it's so funny you brought up like zeus earlier in the conversation it's like there's a part of me that's just like ugh, but there's a part of me that's just like yeah just like just I don't give, right like get your feet dirty like i don't give a fuck i'm, I'm okay with shit. them getting their feet dirty what i'm not okay with is that every single program has to have some element of violence it is very it is very um every single one yeah, like damn, the bed, the like the baddies and the bad boys. Those shows, okay, fine, because y'all really did bring that from a different network. The, mm-hmm. the you know the the formula for that show, and okay, cool, and we do it better. Like we do that shit better anyway. But I think that it's a disservice to us to only show us in this way. That all the networks are only showing us in this way because you watch things like okay everyone's been telling me watch um the ultimatum netflix queer version it's so great so i started watching it today am i entertained absolutely am i disappointed that mal is the only black person <laughs> yes right because it's just like and then she has a conversation not to give anything but she has a conversation with somebody else and it's like this person could have taken this some whole type of different way of like oh my god like you're pointing this out to me because, you know, when you're really just trying to get to know someone's experience, because let's be honest, we see shows like The Bachelor and shit, and I'm like, okay, you can go ahead and eliminate every girl here who isn't blonde and white because that's the kind of girl he this man wants to marry. He's not even going to marry mm-hmm. a red-headed girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, this, it's never going to happen. And so, but, yeah, so it's, you know, it's frustrating this way when you have like the mainstream media is still feeling very quota-ish. It's either the whole show is Black people or the whole show is Latin or the whole show is Asian or there's one Asian person, there's one trans person, there's, you know, one Latina curvy assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, it's, and I see that during Pride Month a lot within our own community where it's like, oh, we need an Asian here. <laughs> like, we need a plus size. We need a hairy, we need a hairy person um, here for this because usually it's all just like white men. Mm-hmm. The forefront of all of it. So I don't know. Have you noticed like any sort of differences between this year and maybe some years in the past i mean pose they don't tv no more so we can't rely on the oh one my show god. oh my <laughs> god that is true we like what show is on right now that's like even you know not a damn thing not a damn thing because you know i wasn't watching that Dahmer shit um no i'm not watching that fucking shit like you gotta let's as zell would say let's be for fucking real Let's be for fucking real. Like, <laughs> hell motherfucking no. One thing that I have heard is that Noah's Ark is coming back. That's exciting. And, you know, I really hope that it becomes less of a comedy. 
Yeah. I know I'm sick of being, like I said, Samantha James out here, Samantha, Samantha Jones out here, um, where like everything has to be reduced to just like a jester, mm -hmm. especially when it's just like, you know, yeah, and what's so funny about what's so funny like, about me like having you know like having relations like why is why is that a punchline? Yeah, and why is it so taboo? Like it was just it felt like sometimes in that show was like we're explaining things to our own community that we know. It's like let the straight people catch up, like right by right. seeing how it is. Like we don't need to make it this big of a deal for everybody that's dating that they're having this huge internal conflict with like their who they are. Like we're not all going through that. I'm having an issue fucking you because you want to fuck me and have a wife. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? Right, right. Yeah. So I, I you know what I I will say the difference well we even say is is TV where like I felt like did you feel like maybe a couple of years ago we I think when Garcelle came on Beverly Hills and then mm -hmm. it was Tiffany Moon, um Dr. Tiffany Moon, sorry. Um yes, correct doctor. Um and you know, then subsequently it was Ebony and then Miami started to sort of come back. And that's, to me, one of the most diverse casts. Yes, actually, in reality. Yeah, in reality. Um, I felt like it was like, oh, okay. And, but then where, you know, it's so funny how Amir's like pride and stuff is like, it happened. And then we went from celebrating them on. And I remember it was all these conversations about how well-received Garcelle was who already had a fan base prior to the show mm -hmm. um, in her trajectory, which they of course weaponized against Ebony to now, like, I feel like two years later, her kids are getting disrespected. And then like Ebony's having, you know, obviously that her horrible situation on uh, Roni and then Tiff, Dr. Tiffany was just, I mean, I to mean, this day, I can't, again, remember I was saying like fumbled your bag over what? You know, got right. that show canceled for what? And then it was also just like my favorite, like if this doesn't sum up, is when Brandy went up to uh, Tiffany and was like, I just can't be myself around you. And it just makes me nervous. And Tiffany looks at her like, you, like I make you uncomfortable because you think you're going to say something racist to me. And that's why you're holding me and crying. Like, I just feel like we went through this. Maybe it was, it was, um, the sort of racial awakening from the pandemic and then George Floyd. And then we started seeing visibility within these TV shows. Um, and then it's almost like the way in which a lot of us feel as Taria says, I'm probably saying it wrong. Like it's, it's, it's not a moment, it's a movement, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like we went from this, like, Oh, okay. Things are changing. And then we went right back to our regularly scheduled program. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it's crazy to me. And, and, and I, I hope it doesn't continue to go down that path, but it, it's, it's, I'm not well, really I think that what happens is like you get these casts, especially yeah. on these shows where it's not really truly an organic relationship and you're forcing people who wouldn't normally hang out together. And I think that that's one of the things that we have to like in all of these sectors is that what when what happens when you have basically a white show that you're trying to integrate <laughs> or a straight show that you're trying to integrate if that person isn't already in a position where they have this group and they have this organic system you're going to have the brandy and the tiffany moon 
knock of heads because Brandy's redneck Plano living ass. Y'all not gonna tell me y'all didn't know that that girl was was a racist. <laughs> but you know what though? But you know what? This is where it's tricky because it isn't universal, right? So you look at like let's say the the response of you know Ebony being on um, New York Housewives. Mm -hmm. And everyone being like, Ugh, I can't believe that, like, you know, New York, they didn't have a Black housewife on that show. Most people felt like that. How can you go to New York? And, you know, it's so diverse, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, no, A, I live here. And here's the thing. Like, New York is diverse by, like, proximity and just because you're forced to, right? So if there's only one parking lot for... A, a, a super target for example technically that's a diverse parking lot you know what i mean there's only one right new york is like that it's like there's 17 million of us in this one city you're gonna get diversity in that but that's not necessarily by like choice because you see it in choice because then you'll have a ramona who lives in a building she doesn't have someone that looks like me as a neighbor that's and if a she does she's rude to them let's be honest and if she does, she's rude to them and so but then you it's interesting how that that whole situation only seems to affect the integration when it's let's say a white housewife show and they add a black housewife you look at something like atlanta and how even i understand that nini advocated for kim which i find very interesting nini's sort of stance <laughs> with bravo but moreover like you look at kim though right we both know atlanta my family in atlanta atlanta is literally a mecca of black excellence in a different capacity that's yeah it's, an, it's you know not level. just it, it's another level but it's also dimensional and so much so that you casted a whole entire show that's centered around black people within the medical field who have their own practices so even with that you still managed to force a white woman on the show mm -hmm. with no job mm -hmm. and you and and you never called her to task or made it her responsibility, even though she literally was in a black ass city that celebrated black excellence to ever have to understand blackness, to ever have to understand certain cultural things or notes, can do whatever the fuck she wanted to do on that show. And I think it's funny how we get like a that and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then you get an ebony and then there's so much conflict. Yeah. Well, and I think that you know, the first thing that I really noticed about the Ebony thing, and I was like, okay, well, let's be honest, the Roni fans are Upper East Siders. It's 86. And, it's like 83rd, 84th, 85th, 86th. It's a very small. And I used to live on the Upper West Side, and I worked on the Upper East Side. And let me mm. tell you, getting a cab home, my fiance learned a lot about the Black experience just for me trying to get cabs out of that neighborhood. Because the drivers would drive right past me. It's eerie how, do you remember how, like, I remember I used to work um, at a store that was like the, the, the whole street was windows and I would literally, hands of God, count black people walking, brown, who just even say brown, and yeah. it was always pushing a stroller or pushing an elderly person. Right. Or clearly a messenger. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, as a black person who occupies a lot of white spaces, as a very, like, you know... I'm not going to even say like loud and proud. I'm just exist without mm -hmm. muting myself. 
you 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 live at this intersection and like at, in these months everyone's like well happy pride and like i'm gonna wear this rainbow and da, 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 da. but like 365 days out of the year i'm like oh you really don't want me to be here you really don't like mm-hmm. you know it's not real it's performative so that you can feel better about yourself and say well i'm not a bigot or like i'm not of this i'm not of that um but there's but, no pra- there's no like practical um support behind that and the things that you do in your life right it's 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 you you said that so perfectly too because it's it's sometimes i even though i joked earlier that i wish we were doing rainbows all year round there's something very kind of like like, look, guys, okay, like, we, we we gave you facts, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. we checked the box, and I, it's, it, it, it almost becomes perform, it almost becomes like, 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 you're patronizing me, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah. you, you've reduced me to, like, a clip art image that you don't even have, like, the wherewithal to, like, make shit that the actual girls is rocking, you know what I mean? Like, you right. just, it, it, we're, we're so reduced to just, like, bullshit that you will literally like put a rainbow on a, a fucking you know a kitty litter you'll make kitty litter rainbow no and pat yourselves on the back that right. like you're doing me a favor you know what i mean and and it's it's shit like that sometimes and i'm just like Ugh, you know like yeah and it's, it's but it's those of us who are like doing the day-to-day and, you know, like Preston said about Black excellence, I also agree with that when it comes to Pride Month and being a queen all year round, you know, we don't have to, like, wave Pride is you. Flag. Pride is you with that beautiful skin working in your garden, not getting bitted up by the <laughs> mosquitoes, okay? Not getting um, swarmed by the bees because that's, you know, I can't stand bees. Oh, my God, um, you would hate it here. <laughs> I know I can I don't do bees I don't do out like me outside the whole time I'm like where do I plug my phone in um <laughs> let me also get your opinion I'm always I, this is so funny I was telling Sal about this when we listen to all each other speak it's almost like we're all just I've always gone like happy hour with you all every week <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously we've had a lot of our um friends talk about um you know just the, the Martha's Vineyard cast um, I'm so happy that we started off with Preston. Yes. And that's just the genius, the genius of perspective. You know what I mean? Cause that's the first thing I saw. That's so great. You brought that up. See, that's where you're the one, because I was just <laughs> like, I, you know, I, why I have such high hopes for this show, even though it's a little, uh, it's like, I hate when the show has meat and potato, like the good shit. And we're sort of outside of it. We're like, we're like, you know, it's like a KFC fucking pot pie. It's like you're just just eating around the 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 crusty ass parameter, and it's like all the good shits right there, and you're just concentrating on the outside. I loved, for example, that like these black girls, you know, without veering off too crazy, but these black girls were like Playboy bunnies in New York. Like that's so Amazing. epic to me. You know what I mean? You're already coming in with like black women being sort of like you you think about like Playboy and what that is to, you know, whiteness. We have I Pam. Um, mother Anna Nicole, may she rest. Yes, you know, may she rest. Jenny McCarthy. Like we've had, we've seen that what has done to you, white women. So I love. I was like, let the little black playmates play. Um, but they don't talk about that, and it's almost like used against Jasmine. You know what I mean? It's it's these things yeah. that I I hate. You know, like I I hope that we we don't we get a chance to highlight all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And um, I wanted to hear your thoughts. So that was the first thing with like Preston too. It was just like, again, like we have this queer person and we're getting a very different sort of like trajectory with him. I'm hoping in the season we see get to see him, you know, Put them little shorts and, to the test. Put them little booty shorts to the test, Preston. Like I said, I want to see a fucking uh, rush bottle. Like, come on. Come on. Um, <laughs> but also, too, like, you know, I don't know what to make of Bria. <sighs> Sigh. I kind of live for Bria. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I love her sort of like, um, there's an audaciousness about her. Um, she does what I, the Kardashian. She does the things that I think annoy us about the pages of the world and the Lindsays of the world, and that's why I live for Bria because like no one's ever right except Bria. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. She if she's having a disagreement with you or she's having a discussion with you, it doesn't matter what. It's true or not. Bria feels disrespected. Bria feels some type of way, and you need to adjust. <laughs> Bria also good. is like, I'm gonna lose a lot of. I'm gonna get your show like one star with this comment. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this, and it'll be as respectful because I'm I'm the cat owner. I've always met a certain kind of person with an emotional support animal, and I've always found it interesting the way people navigate especially public spaces mm -hmm. with those animals and well the dog is not an he's not an esa animal like we just we're just gonna go ahead and agree with that like and, and the thing that not <laughs> and it's so annoying to me because it's just like don't there are people that clearly need you know these services um or just these aids we'll say aids these support and like, don't trivialize it and weaponize it just because you like want your dog to be. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather you be yeah. like, "That's that's my bitch." I'm like, I want her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't make people feel bad because they don't want to tolerate. Or your leave bullshit. your dog with Simon and let him bring Milo for the last week. Listen, I love animals. I have two dogs and a cat, but my dogs, between the two of them, are 165 pounds. You know, like Ooh, they they big body down, big body. Even my my cat. what's big, sweetie? <laughs> yeah, my body. <laughs> that lower body. It's like seven pounds. She sheds an incredible amount because she's a long haired cat. There's no way in God's hell I would bring my cat with her Remy. No, to you bring your cat with her bundles. The Martha's also. I've rented a house in Martha's Vineyard, very very close to. Um, you know, it's not as big as that. Actually, maybe close to the size of the house that they're living in. Those homes are extremely expensive. Like, I'm not paying the Airbnb fucking cleaning fee for when my cats want to scratch at the damn furniture when I'm not there. Like, Let's it's also, just inconsiderate and rude. And I also hate this conversation that's like, I and listen, I get where our Black siblings are coming from. But this whole, like, you know how Black people around dogs and you, you got to tell somebody. I was like, no, that's a universal thing. Like, yeah, don't, like, we need to make that, like, people. a universal, like, yeah. you should tell someone if a pet's coming to your house. Because like, that's also, just... Black people love their pets. You're just either a pet person or you're not. But regardless of if you're, even if you're, like, you weren't going to bring your child and the kids at home. You leave your kids a three-month-old daughter and he did not bring her. 
<laughs> right, right. And then you know what also really killed me with that Bria did is that she weaponized that like shit with Silas about her white boyfriend. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? You know, you already got the goddamn dog. <laughs> and and you and you already were correct in the fact that you brought it up to them. So why do you now need to take it to this deep dark place? Because here's the thing for me, just as a grown ass bitch, I'm not going back and forth with you. It's going to be what it's going to be. So you've said one thing. You're doing another. Production told you that. He's going to come for three days, and then I'm going to leave. But Period. I also thought, but it also was whack of them not to, and I'm going to say whack for this reason. Um, and I felt this way with how the cast of Potomac navigates Ashley and Michael Darby. Mm. Y'all want to do all this Black excellence shit. You want to do all this shit. And this show is supposed to center Blackness. And you got Bria over here forcing, forcing this cast to have this, like, dude on this show. When it sh in a way just wait and come when the show's over. Right. And you guys and you can hang out in Martha's Vineyard. And you don't rip her a new one over that because I would have literally been like, you piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like it was the, how I felt about some of the respectability with Monique and, and, and all this stuff. And when they, I was like, you, you got your friend's husband out here, this all black cast. And this man is a, literally a sixth housewife at this point. Right. And you ain't never checked why, especially a show that started from a Jack and Jill's perspective, why every season we just have to have a segment on why this man is just wreaking havoc. On, all over. All over, you know? And if you're truly about Blackness and representation, you would have nipped that in the butt from A1, day one. But, you know, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, and it's no shade to Simon, because I'm sure Simon just wanted to come See his girl. He wanted a gift bag. Yeah, he wanted right. to get a little kitty and a gift bag. And he wanted to just do whatever, you know, he had to do. But, like, you know, Bria definitely is a messy queen. She um, was talking about her experience when, like, in Paris and being falsely accused of stealing, as the girls in Salt Lake City would say. Not stealing, but stealing. Um, so, stealing yeah, and healing. <laughs> that's a story for a different day, Penny. But, um, I'm just really happy that we got to have this time together and that we yes. got to chit and to chat. And for me, pride is watching videos of you doing Mariah Carey songalogs in drag at the bar. I love that. So that was my first number that I did. And I also love how Mariah has fully accepted her sort of campiness. Mm -hmm. Because I always say that she's the last remaining diva. And what I mean by that is because you know already the fucking you know i already hear the buzzing right the behavior is coming yeah but i know what you mean when you say that like beyonce the caricature of no yeah. beyonce first of all is too like shy and yeah, that was never private. her that's too private that was never mariah acts like one big drag queen and 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 she sort of embodies all of her mothers in the industry mm. <laughs> <laughs> and i you're right like she you know she's diana's daughter she's patty's daughter like she just embodies you know she does and I always just love like that clip so much because I truly 100% believe she's just like, I don't know the bitch. <laughs> you know, like, what do you want? And that's why she's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, like I, what, what do I you don't want me know to do? Her. Like, you asked me about Beyonce. She's super talented. She's a friend of mine. Black, you know, queer um, pride to me, gay pride to me is seeing you book these gigs seeing you um create a home with your partner 
um, and hearing stories about, you know, your landscaping, seeing you, <laughs> seeing you, um, on TV. That's so exciting. Cause you have main character energy. I have good, like extra energy, like, you know, <laughs> you have that's my, extra that's my, energy. Is that oh, what I'm, you're I'm, to oh, say? I'm, listen, I'm a good, like, I think he was five, six. I didn't get a, get a good look at him. And then you never see me. I'm a, I am I'll try to keep that in mind for if I ever get asked, okay, like, but we need just someone to sit here next to you who's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You just see, it's just me in the corner, like, slurping. Like, honey, like, I don't know her. Um, no, thank you so much. That, that means the world mm-hmm. to me. And I, you know, I was like, definitely, I've been having like a butterfly moment where I am becoming who I am right and it's so lovely and it's so nice um and I'm just glad that you are part of it my queen my sis and we must say like you're so pretty thank you so you and you have to um we gotta really let the girls have it you have to let me know when you come down into the city when you fly from your little jet and you land (laughs) and well you know they canceled the the I think LaGuardia shut down due to you know yeah, they whatever's did. happening in the sky. They said this is ghetto. They, it, literally, the the pilot did the Nini and the Range Rover with the uh, Valentino shoe like cocked to the side. She was like, <laughs> it was like the pilot stepped out. Was like, listen, a white That's one of the fun. That's one of the that that to me was pride. That's pride. That's she pride. said, "This was some shoes on. Go find you a home, honey. We got to go mm. find you a home." <laughs> that lady. Okay, I did a national tour, right? And so we would stay in Airbnbs or we'd stay in like, you know, the Hyatt or we'd stay in like a residence in places mm. with like a, with like a, a kitchen in Kenya, honey. That's the first thing I thought when I, when they went, when Nini showed up there, I was like, she is at a residence in, or she's at like a Homewood suites, like extended stay. And she's like, I got this apartment. Oh God, God. Pride to me is to be as delusional as Kenya Moore. Like No, you pride to you is to be as delusional as Drew Sedora. <laughs> that's pride. That's that's how you know you are on the next level faggotry when you're as delusional as like absolutely like, true. Like as <laughs> That's mm-hmm. listen. That's the name of that new album that she's making, and literally that album is like three minutes long, because that's because that's all. That's about as much vocals as we gonna get from her. And Drew is a part of the LGBT community, y'all. I'm just saying, I, she may not want to admit that, she may not identify as that, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it because I heard that she was, you know, a munch. She was over there with Ty, Mimi from. That's what they were saying. That that's what say that was say what Ralph was doing in Florida, Ooh. in Tampa. Hmm. Girl, what do you guys think out there in the in the podcast world? Is he a Don Juan or is he? <laughs> oh no, no Don Juan, no, it's no. Oh, you doing the bending? Oh, um, yeah. When wait, isn't da, wait, isn't isn't Don Juan um married to a woman? Married to a woman. Mm. Well, you know, Chrissy and from Chrissy knows best is married to a woman. Excuse- well, in the prison, they both in jail. Locked up, they won't let me out. Uh, uh, they, they won't, won't let, let me out me for seven out. years, and then they will let you out. Um, <laughs> oh, and then he'll have he'll literally come back to a show like they did to, with Teresa. Literally, <laughs> and I wonder if Todd Crisley um is sucking dick in there, um, in the penitentiary. 
in the month of June, in this year of our Lord, 2023, let's just pray that Todd Crisley is dipping it low and spreading it wide. He don't even have to give it to Julie on the weekends. He could just just live free. Oh, he definitely has like a prison boyfriend named like Lamont. You know, like it's definitely giving that energy. Absolutely. Energy. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. And you know what? On that note, happy pride, everyone. Where can they find you, honey? Tell the people your Instagram. Tell the people where to come see you live. So you can find me at Nouveau Richie. We're going to spell that because that's a little French play on words. My name is a play on Nouveau Riche, which means new money. As you know, we flashy mm-hmm. and gaudy. Mm-hmm. And an O to the original Black socialite, my mother, Nicole Richie. Um, you ever see the interview she did with Tyra? Tyra was like, you know, because Tyra's a menace. And, and, and Tyra's like, you're Black. She's like, yeah, I'm Black. I'm Black. Yeah. Like, what's okay? I'm Black. <laughs> and you get that as a recording. But um, so that's N-O-U-V-E-A-U-R-I-C-H-I-E. Um, I host co-host with my um lovely sister Sarah Cream and Onion. Um, that is her socials at um Echo Bravo. It's a bar that's located um in Brooklyn. And we, you know, we do shows um together um outside of drag race um viewings, but you know, our favorite show is back on. We are again watching um our lovely sisters who make more money than us continue to make more money th- than us. <laughs> Well, we twirl with, uh, right, 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 right. So I can get on that show and get eliminated episode two. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you can just follow me on that page. You can, um, I post all my events and I hope we can do this again soon. It's fun to kiki. Maybe I'll show up. We should videotape it. We could show up in like looks or something. Oh, honey, because the look I'm giving you now is um, the bitch who got hit by a house in the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you give you you giving me like the you can hear the rice uh on the stove like oh shit let me uh yes on. definitely like we had so much happening today and my fiance left he's gonna be gone for like 11 days and i'm also combing out my locks mm-hmm. so i'm just in a state but when these locks get taken out by the end of tomorrow and i have my my silk press my oh, wand sure. curls on friday it's over for you hoes when the hair goes behind the ear. Honey, you know, it's business. It's big business over for you hoes. But you guys, mm-hmm. make sure you go and support the queen. It has been an amazing time speaking yes. with you, my darling. And we'll see you next time.